0: Hey, it's one of your hosts uh, here, B Wade. Um, I just wanted to pop in and let you know that this episode is a, uh, it's a little different. Uh, we got a little crazy and loopy, and um, we may or may not have like just let Richard host the show. So, uh, it might not be exactly the structured discussion that you've kind of come to expect, but I think you'll have a really good time with it, and uh, I hope you do. So, on with the
1: show. <laughs>
2: Welcome to Dark Insight. Oh, shush, good shush. evening, my name's Richard, I will be your guest host this evening, and joining me tonight
3: is the wonderful, <laughs> fantastic Mr. Vader Vanowooden. Say hello, Vader. Hello. I have learned today that Richard can't count to five, and that's why our claps didn't work at the start of this podcast.
2: And it and took us me, six attempts. And joining <laughs> him alongside him is the Mr. Happy Clappy Magic Man. It's Mr. Brian Wade. Say good evening, Brian. Good evening, Brian. <laughs> As you can tell, I am jumping in tonight. Um I've actually just taken over this podcast. It's fantastic. It, You're not you stopping
3: me. Ed? <laughs> I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know.
2: <laughs> so tonight what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk some video games. We're gonna potentially talk a little bit of news. We're gonna talk some more video games. What? Hey well,
0: what's the date and what episode is this?
2: This is episode um, <laughs> I'll tell you. The date it is the it is the ninth of June twenty seventeen and it is gonna be episode number Is it not something like about seventy eight or something like that?
0: <laughs> it's on the show notes. It's episode sixty
2: two. <laughs> oh, right, okay, episode sixty-two. So <laughs> you know I mean I was just making it look like you recorded more episodes than you actually have. Um and so as as normal we're gonna start off with a lovely little bit of weather. So good, you um, didn't forget. Oh, yeah. No, well, I do listen to the show. <laughs> so you say. So. Like, I'm not like one of uh, these people that come on and like. Well, I listen to certainly getting slagged off every time about you know my affiliation with Demon Souls for goodness sake. So let's start off with you, Brian. How is the weather where you are?
0: Uh, the weather is the- lovely. It's like a it's like a nice nice like high seventies, low eighties, and uh, a, a cool breeze going through. So I'm I'm enjoying uh, it.
2: That is very, very good. And on the other side of the planet, the dark side of the planet, Mr. Vader Van Oden, what is it like with you? Uh,
3: it's just the usual winter. Um, It's blue skies today, which is good because I want to okay. work on my fish pond. So it hopefully it stays clear. The oh, rain's been filling it up without me, and it's not good because then I can't actually put the liner down. Is it actually so cold? Want... Is it cold as in UK type cold
2: or is it kind of still um, really, really nice and warm?
3: We've had a few cold days. Where we've moved to now, we don't get the southerly, and it's the southerly that's the killer because it's straight icy winds from the, from the Antarctic. So yeah, so now we're blocked by stuff, so it's not so bad. We don't get the cold chilly wind as bad. Oh, that's uh, good. But yeah, it is oh. pretty cold. I, I don't know okay. what the temperature is at the moment. It's nine degrees. There you go. There you go. Brian. That's forty-eight. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: that's not accurate.
3: I like the fact you to actually you kind of um, convert it
2: round into into kind of uh, into
1: cilia, c-
2: silly American temperature
0: as we <laughs> call it or SAT um, for, for short. No, um, I, don't, I don't think that's what SAT stands for. What does it stand? <laughs> does for? now?
2: That's what just yeah. It's like look it up in the dictionary. Silly American temperature, or what else? What else is it? Stand? Is it? Not some kind of American marquee type thing. Oh
0: uh, yeah, SAT a school. Um, all right. Okay. But I can't remember exactly what it stands for. Actually.
2: <laughs> Do they not always have them in like John Hughes films? Oh, he's got this on his SAT kind of thing. I don't know. Yes. I have no idea. No idea what I'm talking about. Anyway, thank you for joining us tonight and listening. I've completely hijacked the show, and I automatically feel very, very bad yeah, about it. Uh, hang on. But, actually, um, it's could, taken what, too what long. What are you doing? we hosting host the, the, the show, back. Richard. Well, could you could you ask me on? <laughs>
0: we actually want to be a guest all right okay well hello my name's richard
3: i
2: usually appear on the we Are not wizard podcast That's i've true. had both i've had both brian and i've had the wonderful fantastic mr charles turner also wrote vader on the show he was a fantastic guest and as i said i also had brian <laughs> now what we normally do in, what we normally do in dark Say at this point is we're going to jump into a little bit of news so um as I say, it's June the 9th. This is episode number sixty-two. I was joking earlier on; I didn't know the episode because that would say I was not organised. But we have. Do you want to take this first bit of news, Brian, or who? Who put this, up this, this, is first bit this is me. Yeah, this all is me. All right. Vader. Okay, Vader. Okay.
3: There's we have been bad. We didn't actually prepare much news. It's all the pre E3 like downpour of supposed right. leaks and speculations. So the news is a bit muddied, but this came across my uh, I guess my Facebook timeline. Um, it's an article, um, basically saying that Microsoft may have hidden a, a sneaky burn towards Sony, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, there's a short teaser video, like talking about the uh, the Scorpio, yeah, and like halfway through, there's a shot of a Ferris wheel and on, on a like a fair tent, you know. Um, there's a six is greater than four. And so the internet's, like, lost its lolly and decided that must be a a sick burn towards Sony (laughs) uh, because the Scorpio is going to have six teraflops of whatever. And so uh, PS4 Pro's only got 4.12 teraflops.
0: Hey, Vader. Yeah? This is really stupid.
3: I know. (laughs) But I've got a funny story to go with it. Oh, okay, right. right because I commented on the article. What did I comment? I, I'll, get, I'll get, word for word. I have a quote, quote, dang it. Facebook's not loading. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> this is a great podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. Really I'm it was so good. Um, yeah, so okay. Quote, quote, Charles Turner, Microsoft, and okay. no place to burn Sony six teraflops won't do anything. If there are no games to play.
0: Got him. Yeah. Po- <sighs> Pokey out
3: it. tongue smiley face.
2: <laughs> wow, you better make uh, sure you put that on afterwards, otherwise you'll get absolute terrible threats from the from the gamer community.
3: Well, you I know. was being slightly cheeky, but I've, we've talked about this before, <laughs> like when we talked about the the fantastic uh, spec screen that was on the um, dev kit for the Scorpio. This and is a frames how...
2: per, same frames per second nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. yeah,
3: and how people were like so excited about it, and I joked about how it would be nice to be able to see the actual numbers go up with the game to be able to put into the console. Um, So I was being tongue-in-cheek, but in reality, Microsoft haven't had many exclusives come out recently. (laughs) Uh, They've been delayed or or cancelled. But yeah, I got called a troll. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think they have
2: no idea what a troll is. Yeah, they called me a troll.
3: And it was quite funny. But to, to my, my credit, uh-huh. um, to, a lot of people came to my defense <laughs> and everyone's agreeing with me. And there's only one person who called me a troll. <laughs> uh,
2: I just think it's um, these console wars, <clears throat> I have no That's idea why they, why they need to ignite them every single t- time. It's almost like, why are we not grown up past that? Especially if yeah. you're asking, I mean, let's face it, you're not a child if you're parting with four or $500 for a, for a console machine. I mean, you have to be earning a decent amount of money or else you're stealing one. So if you're bringing up that, my console's better than your stuff, it's just, it doesn't do anything. I think people are bored of it. I think people do get really upset about it, though, and it's fine,
3: you know. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I just want I games just... to play. I don't care where they are.
0: I just want games to play.
2: Oh, here we go. What's this? Xbox, oh for goodness'
0: sake! I uh for for the listeners at home, I dropped a uh a, a screenshot of some some Xbox fan tweets. Uh, they were very funny. Uh oh, oh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes.
2: <laughs> uh, just read it. I'm gonna read it. Out. Xbox fans have been oppressed since 2013. We have been treated like second class citizens, insulted over 720p, called Xluts. X sluts, X. I'm not gonna use that. Etc. <laughs> just. <sighs> There's
0: a, there's the another
2: there's another image by the way. Put him in, I just
3: yeah just you know oh my goodness. Get over of yourself, yeah. man. It's not it's not worth it. Uh, but I just I, yeah, it's silly. Um but, I'm hearing things that that's actually not true now. That that's been that article is fake to try and basically create. Oh, really? <laughs> but who knows? But regardless, it's silly. Um we'll see what comes out with E3. I
2: don't know, I, I think if you look at what Nintendo are doing, they've kind of taken themselves completely out of that game at the moment, which is quite. They was have, though, haven't they? The last three yeah. consoles have Yeah, been. not even. Yeah, it's kind of like they've never ever entered the kind of the graphical teraflop nonsense, and and everybody keeps telling them to enter the graphical teraflops nonsense. So then they bring out like Mario Kart Eight on the Wii U. And uh was it Digital Foundry said at some points it dropped down to fifty nine frames per second or
0: something. <laughs> <It plummeted.
2: laughs> I just remember that one. I just remember. I remember it was Gary, it Gary is it Gary But Gary Butterfield kind of commented on I think he commented on that and said, you know, that the big rage that it would drop down to fifty nine frames per second and instead of the sixty and that people were some people were losing their minds over that and it's just like, oh for goodness sake, this is so so boring play some games or play some games unless of course you're on the xbox
3: one then you haven't got any bank oh dear sick burns um
1: yeah
2: yep
3: but yeah that's that's i just thought that was funny mostly because i got called a troll and i asked him who are you calling a troll and he came back and like attacked me again it's like dude you're the one that actually beat like being the definition of a troll it's like aggressively (laughs) harassing someone (laughs)
2: I, yeah. I don't know it's calling i don't know calling you a troll is like kind of like calling it's you're just not <laughs> just not what it's gonna la i'd be expected to be called troll left right and center i mean that's i've got on my driver's license now the tro- official troll, but...
3: <laughs> occupation troll
2: <laughs> exactly you know what i mean it's like you know um but Calling you a troll—that's just.
3: Yeah, you you can get
2: a witness. You can get a character witness for that, and just say, "Listen, I'm going to bring up character <laughs> witnesses here. You're going to say that you're trolling's different. I wish people would say it's, it's not. Yeah, that's not a trolling. That's a damn good comeback. You know, trolling is tricking people. I wish people would get trolling correct. <laughs>
3: it's, just, <laughs> it's a pet hate of I mine. Mean, you know what I mean? Oh, yep. so anyway, it um, has gone too far. But that's I don't know. Do we guys have any other news? Um, not, well, not really. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have anything else. No. Polygon hates E3.
2: <laughs> and as I said, if you look on the E3 site, there's a nice little link. E3 have written an article saying how much they don't like Polygon either. Um, and surprisingly enough, that's got more likes and shares than the Polygon article has. Um, I find Polygon, Polygon are nice. hilarious. It's almost like they look for the complete lack of joy in a lot of their articles. <laughs> do you know what I mean?
3: It's like, why running around and playing Horizon Zero Dawn made me sad? It's like, fuck, really? Yeah. <clears throat> See, so, I'd, I'd like to write more articles and do more reviews, but I think, what does my opinion mean to the world? Like, it's just my stupid opinion that no one likes. Like, I always put myself off, uh, but obviously some other people don't care what their opinion is.
2: I think some people put it out. I think there's a cleverness that you have to do when you're writing an opinion piece. I don't think you can just come out and say it's, I really like this because you have to say, I, you know, there always seems to be like, you know, um, playing Mario Kart helped me get over my fear of parallel parking or some nonsense <laughs> like that. And oh. it just, it's like, okay, are we taking, we'd have to take the human angle with kind of, Every single thing now. Oh my goodness, I'm well, digging myself a hole, and I'm just realizing what I'm saying.
3: But, you know. no, no, I get what you mean. I was actually talking to my a friend of mine about Street Fighter reviews, because uh, Street Fighter Two Super Duper Amigo whatever it's called, just came out on the <laughs> Switch. Um,
0: you mean the sixty dollars version of Street Fighter Two? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, that, that's that's my point. Like, um, he's a huge diehard Street Fighter fan. Like, he loves the game, and he's like ranked like third in the world on street fighter 2 is one of the characters at the moment really? so he's doing really well and he loves the game and he's put like 30 hours and it's been out for like a couple of weeks probably 40 hours now but and we discussed reviews about all the reviews are out there just complaining about the price um which I, I, to me the price is too high if it was a 20 dollar street fighter game i might buy it but as he said, like he's always dropping 100 bucks on, on, um, on fighting games and not really enjoying them. Riz, he, he loves Street Fighter 2, and it's been done really well. And so he's, like, he's sick of reviews that are just like someone who doesn't know fighting games and just complains about the price or complains about this lack of story mode. Whereas he he's coming from someone who loves the technical side of these fighting games and he wants to see reviews of someone actually discussing the the technical aspects of the game. Yeah. And, and I can see that and we don't and you're right, Richard, we don't tend to get that stuff now. It's all about no. too much opinion, this technical discussion about the pros and cons of the game. Um, you don't get I think that. Someone like, You don't get yeah, that yeah. in any other type of review. I mean you wouldn't see somebody saying
2: you know, reviewing headphones or reviewing a PC or I mean you get it in maybe visual media like cinema but I think um
0: yeah I think the the distinction that you have to make there though is that like if you're looking at like if you're looking at it from the angle that like video games are supposed to be an art form then it's going to be reviewed like an art not like a piece of tech
2: yeah, but on the same side of things, that the people that are really, really good at Street Fire too do treat do completely treat it like a, a tech thing. I mean, if you see the yeah, guys sure. that are really, you know, as you know, the guys are really, really into yeah. it. I mean, let's face it, we're talking about um, the last was it the last last couple of episodes when Jeremy was on, he was talking about playing Dark Souls again, and he was talking about his parrying window for Dark Souls one, and you were beautifully telling him that it was exactly <laughs> the same as Bloodborne. See, I do listen. You do listen. And that, yeah, and that's a te- That's a technical review point of a game. That's something I would be really, really interested in. If somebody said to me, you know, if they put in the review that says, well, you know, if you're trying to get the parry window back, you know, right between... Um, Into Bloodborne, if you're used to parrying in the original Dark Souls, and it's round about the same type of window, that'd be really, really good. If somebody says to me that, oh yeah, and remember the parrying window of Bloodborne reminds me of the time I got left in the supermarket by my parents.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's It's just like, what?
2: I don't mind tying in an emotional gaming experience into the game, but using using a game to bring out an emotional angle that isn't really an emotional angle. You know, best, um, I and the best example of that is if you hear um, CJ talk about Dark Souls 2 and what it meant to him when he was playing Scholar of the, the First Sin. That would be something I would want to read about because it's heartfelt and he has really invested so much time into the game. But a lot of the time, you hear a lot of these pieces seem to be There's somebody saying, write me a piece that's going to get a lot of clicks. And that's unfortunately the way that it goes, which I understand. Places are a business. They need advertising revenue. they need people to look at it. But, you know, it it pushes you back to rereading kind of um, print magazines because they generally like Edge just seem to have. Here's the review of the game. This is what we thought of it. And here's what we think about the score. So there you go. Mm
0: yeah um, I definitely think there just needs to be like a kind of a balance between the two like because yeah, at, the, at the end of the day like a review is purchasing advice like exactly. that is what a review is is like hey should I buy this product yeah yeah let me tell you how it's going to feel but there's obviously there's
2: emotional t- attachment to games like God Home and stuff like that and that should be something that should be discussed but yeah for I sure. guess there's a difference between like a tie I don't mind an opinion piece but it's when you're trying to tie an opinion piece into review that kind of it muddies the waters too much for me so so there you go yeah no I can see that um Brian you just write. Very, yeah. Yeah, a, Brian yeah, you just
3: read. <laughs> sorry, i can not across you. What are you gonna
2: say? Go, go, Richard. Take over again. No, I'm not oh, come on. You <laughs> asking me on. This is a Brian, I've got a built to last here. It says the target creature gets two plus two <laughs> until the end of the turn. If it's an artifact creature, it gains indestructible until the end of the turn. And it's okay. got a little, it's got a little C on it. I've got two of these. Should I keep it or not?
0: Uh, I would, I would keep both of them because you can have I'll up to four them. cards. Both of, of them, the same print.
2: Okay, <laughs> we go. <laughs> i <I'm> will just <laughs> cut that again. There we go. Done. Okay, this is really good because Brian tonight is helping me go through deeply. my. <laughs> He's helping me go through my magic collection. And we're just getting rid of some of the cards because I've got um, the, the Magic the Gathering um, Planeswalker Chandra box, and not all my cards fit in that box. So I've decided I've got to get rid of some of the cards that I have. So Brian's helping me get rid of some of the doubles. So that's very kind of him. Um, shall, shall, we, shall we move on? Um, I don't know where we're moving on to because I'm not the host.
0: That's true. What don't we, do we let Vader take over?
2: Yes. Um, what have we been playing?
0: What have we it's been, playing? Richard? Universe. What have you been playing?
2: Oh, you want me to talk again?
0: That's right. Tell us about a video game.
2: Um, I have been playing. Um, I have been playing one of the few games I've bought this year, which is Horizon Zero Dawn.
3: Um, which I good? don't know. It's um. How does it make you feel? How does, it make <laughs> me feel? does it bring up any childhood memories?
2: Um, it does remind me of the time that I scaled a 3,000 uh, meter high mountain with oh, just a course. bow and arrow on my back and, and nothing else to feed and clothe myself. Um, this game's really my bag. I mean, I remember there's a couple of games that I've completed which I completely love. And, you know, if I say The Last of Us, if I say the Tomb Raider games, um, you can kind of get the idea that um, Horizon Zero Dawn is totally kind of my bag and it's got to the point where I'm kind of slowing down playing the story because I reckon I'm not too far off kind of completing it so um I you know it's just I'm kind of drinking in the it's so good at world building I love the various creatures that are roaming about I love how I've, I've got to the point where I'm a bit of a badass so I don't always have to run away from stuff and the creatures that were charging me I can easily jump to the side and kind of take them out and i think it was i got it a while ago um and it's kept me going for like since it's been since it's been out Um i got it about a month or two after it came out and it's been kind of keeping me going since then i've not really played kind of anything else i even kind of put down kind of Star, stardew valley um and that's the only thing I'm kind of really touching on the on the kind of the PlayStation 4. Um, but have you have you guys played it or got through it or touched it?
0: I haven't it played any pretty. of it yet, and I really want to.
2: I did you play Tomb Raider? Uh, the
0: 2013 Tomb Raider. Yes, I did play a little bit of that. Right. Did you like Wait. that one? Uh, yeah, it was fun. Okay. Okay. Well, if you like that, then you'll like this because okay.
3: it's really really Wait. good. Really. Because I like Tomb Raider because it's quite Straightforward, you kind of It's a game, it's not a massive Square where you get to run around For hours and hours, that's what puts me Off horizon, it's the open world Really? Because um, i i keen for it It looks amazing, the main character Seems pretty cool, the, yeah. I like Bows and arrows, but I just Really get bored with open world Games, except Breath of the Wild <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I don't want to talk about Breath of the Wild just yet
2: well but no you can put a path down you just follow the path that's all I've been doing or I've been doing like um, yeah. when um, I mean just see when Morbid talked about he was talking about playing it and he just says I went for the necks to open up the world and then I went back and found all the other kind of stuff so I took exactly the same thing and just the difference in the lands and the weather is so well done and the lighting in some places is just absolutely stunning looking. It's amazing looking. And I don't there's kind of objectives there and you can travel easily between kind of campfire. So it's almost like playing um it is almost like playing Dark Souls. Um except we oh, did it. No, except <laughs> it's ding 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 ding. <laughs> except it's fun. Ding ding ding. Um but you can travel between bonfires, so you don't have to be in the open world thing. You can say, right, I'm going to do this subjective. You head to the nearest bonfire, you put a marker down, and then you just head straight there and you deal with whatever kind of comes along at the same time. So I can see why people don't like it because you do get that whole open up the map and there's about 75 icons on the map and it's quite easy to go, oh, my goodness, but... Um, there's certain things which are I I just really really like it. You know, it's it's kind of like my game of the year, um, so far. But I haven't really been playing any other game. Well, I haven't been playing that many games on the PlayStation Four because I've <laughs> seen a lot of games kind of come up and then just disappear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so there you go.
0: I'm yeah, yeah. Uh, you're talking about the uh, like 75 things on the map, and that's definitely something that that always kind of overwhelms me with the open world games. Yeah, is that like you see like there's like seventy five different things to do and it's just like it's it's the whole like what analysis paralysis kind of thing where you have so many options that you're just overwhelmed so you don't do any of them.
2: It does quite well. It's a Netflix problem. Yeah, it does quite well in it because you're there's kind of like there's a group of collectibles you can get, but then there's like um, they've got these things called cauldrons. And one of the skills that you have when you play the game is you've got the ability to override a machine and actually control it, which is just phenomenal. It's so cool when you you go around and do that for a couple of machines um, and you've unlo- unlocked quite a few skills and stuff like that. But you go into these cauldrons, that allows you to open, you know, unlock more machines. So you can just go around with like this force of animals kind of surrounding you and protecting you at the same time. Um, so that's that's kind of cool. But I've never felt over completely overwhelmed by the number of icons on the screen. But more important, well, I guess one of the reasons it's quite confusing is because the 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 different animals have like um stomping grounds. So they're marked on the map as well. So when you look at all the icons, you'll see all the different pictures of all the different animals as well. So the actual collectathons that they've got going on,
1: there's not that many, I think. Okay. So, and that's all I got to say about that. But play it; it's really good.
0: All right, I'll play it at some point. Vader, tell me about Hollow Knight.
3: Hollow Knight. It's good.
0: All right, uh,
1: moving well, on.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll, oh I'll explain
3: what Hollow Knight is because I don't know if it's. I think it's just on Steam at the moment. I believe so. It's not, yes. Yeah, it's coming to the Switch, I believe.
0: Oh really? Okay. Uh, and well, I guess I'll come up into... on buying it then.
3: Yeah, yeah. it would be well. It'll probably be like three times as much on the Switch though. <laughs> uh... Um. Although it would be a very good game on the Switch. It's mm-hmm. a little two D um, platform action game.
0: It's a Metroidvania. It's quite... Yeah. I know you don't like that word. That's why I said it for you.
3: <laughs> People say it too much now. It's like yeah, um, a little bit. We could just call them
0: castle droids instead. Yeah, that sounds like a disease. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a disease. Castle droids. (laughs) Exactly. Um,
3: (laughs) You need some cream. It's very cute. It's all hand drawn and like I, aesthetically really well done. Uh, I, I think I saw Gary Butterfield talk about. Yeah, they're covering it for Star Side Chat. Yeah. So yes, it has Dark Souls-esque <laughs> gameplay. Uh I'll get that out of the way. But um Gary referred to saying that he prefers it it's way better than Sultan Sanctuary, whereas I think I would disagree. Sultan Sanctuary had its problems, but it was a more fleshed out game. Uh the combat was more fleshed out. This is very simple. Um, and quite frustrating at times. Uh, it doesn't feel like you actually have the abilities to deal with some of the situations you're given. Uh, it's more of a platform than Sultan Sanctuary. Uh, there is a lot more jumpy jump in the game.
2: It struck me kind of like when I saw it, it was like, it kind of like had the same kind of floaty jump, like S- Super Meat Boy
3: for some reason. I don't know why I thought. Yeah, you can control your uh, jump. Yeah. Uh, like if you let go of um, the d-pad or the analog stick like if you push jumping right and if you just let go your character will stop the the, the moving forward and just start dropping
0: oh really so that's you... like a gosh what was that sonic 4 did that and everybody hated it in that game
3: okay yeah it's it's a little weird to get used to and the camera follows you like like right to your character so there's a when i first started playing it I kind of go a bit dizzy because you every movement you're doing, the camera's moving with you and so it's Mm -hmm. a little jittery to start off with and it's hard to kind of focus on where you're um, aiming. Uh, But I've got the hang of it. Some of the platforming is very precise and quite infuriating Uh, and there's spikes everywhere and you touch a spike and it's instant reset. So it's not just you get damage; you actually reset to like, I don't know, a few meters back before the, the obstacles start and yeah, there's some infuriating times when I've been just butting my head up against these obstacles, and it's very, very tight. Like you've got millimeters of space that you're trying to squeeze through without touching the spikes, um, which are above you, beside you, behind, in front of you, below you, everywhere. And it's just yeah, it gets quite intense. Um, the interesting mechanic is that when you're you've got two currencies in this sort of, uh, you get soul. So it's not like Dark Souls because it doesn't have an <laughs> S. For
1: <It's laughs> oh, <song>.
3: goodness' sake! <laughs> but um, your house bar is your um, your Zelda like hearts, but instead it's like little faces, mm-hmm. little, like white faces. And you got five of them to start off with, and I think I'm about to unlock a, a sixth one because I've got three three segments of a face, and I need a fourth one, just like you get four hearts in Zelda. Um, but yeah, you, when, you kill, when you attack things, it's not killing things. When you attack things, so just doing damage to enemies and bosses gets you soul, which fills up your meter where your humanity would be. And when you get damaged, you lose one of your little faces or your hearts. And then you can hold down circle and recharge the heart. And that same soul meter is also your magic spell. You've got, I've got like one, it's like a soul force spell. Actually, it is just like force, <laughs> uh, but it does damage in Dark Souls, where you just like throw this like beam of soul, soul mass, that's what it is, um, and it well, just that's, shoots. That's not
2: Dark Souls at all,
1: then. Yeah, it's definitely not Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, um. But yeah, and, and so yeah, that does damage. So your, your ability to do, because that is quite a bit of damage, it's equivalent to like three hits of your sword, I believe, doing the soul mass shooter thing. And so, but that also takes up your meter ability to heal. So there's a, I, I kind of like that. It's a bit of a trade-off between being able to heal or do lots of damage to something. Is it good uh, so, yeah.
2: fun? Is it good fun? Uh, I mean, are you enjoying yes,
3: it? Yes, I, I, I was, and I was really into it with the start. I have found mm. it kind of hard. Sol- uh, Sultan Sanctuary needed and Sanctuary. Sultan Sanctuary. needed a map because it was hard to navigate at times. Mm -hmm. This has a map, but I found it easier to know where I was going in Sultan Sanctuary from what I remember. Like, it always felt like you would achieve something and you had somewhere else to go. I've done a ton of backtracking in this because it's got your Metroidvania um, (laughs) thing where you unlock Um... abilities. But it's, I don't know, like, I felt like in the first area, I was just finding I was like dead end, dead end, dead end, dead end. Oh, I might, I can get through here. Dead end, dead end, dead end, and it was just constant backtracking to work out. And I can't remember what these little paths, these dead end paths on my map, what, what, why I couldn't get past them. And so it's real. Mm. Like, I'm, I've revisited. Oh, I can dash through the air now. Okay, I'll revisit. Oh no, this is I need a climbing ability. Um, so waste my time now. So I'm, I find I'm backtracking way too much.
0: Is there no uh, like uh, quick like uh, warping around or whatever? There quick is, travel, but it's quite, fast
3: travel? Qu- yeah, fast travel. it's quite limited, and I've only unlocked three of them. I think I missed a path, and again, it's because I'd got an ability that I could have done this path now, but didn't realize that that's what I needed for that path, so I went a different way and came in through a really hard area to another area I should have got to sooner. <laughs> um, and so maybe, I maybe um, hamstrung myself a little bit, uh, made it yeah more difficult um i just i just don't feel like there's much progression in my character yet like i haven't got it there's no new weapon or anything like that so i'm still just doing the same damage uh i don't know but there's some cool they're not rings The what are they called i don't know the charms but it's effectively <laughs> your rings
0: because there's not game um, source.
3: yeah <laughs> oh but God. it's it's um in general like this, there's a there's a charm I've got I've got equipped and it's uh was it the thorny ring in Dark Souls 2?
0: The Ring of Thorns. Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: a Thorny Ring, same thing. Um <laughs> that close enough. Uh that attacks back, you know, does damage back to people. And so or you yeah, I guess kinda of like karmic justice, whereas in this, like every time I get hit, it does these thorns pop out of my body and do damage to my the enemies nearby. Uh which is which is pretty cool. Because it means they don't mind getting hit. Uh, I've also got one a charm where when I'm charging my health back up, it puts a a protective shield around me, uh, which is quite useful because then you can, in the middle of a boss fight, you can be getting soul by doing damage on it, and then you can take the you can actually take time to heal because you're protected.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty convenient actually.
3: Um, but I think it's protected once, and yeah. I fought a couple of bosses, there's a few mini bosses, which are pretty cool. But there's a fought a couple of clear main bosses, and it's it's pretty hard because there's real no way to defend yourself except for that one charm that I can see. I think you might be able to like parry by attacking at the same time, certain attacks. But no one told me that, and I think I only accidentally found that out about seven hours in.
0: Yeah, um, that's uh, I, I figured out how to parry in Breath of the Wild the same way.
3: Yeah, so it's I just kind like of figured cool it out that on my
0: own, and then I was like, oh, by the way, you can do this to parry. Cool.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't, I, I'm I'm mixed. I'm enjoying it, but it's also kind of painful. Um. Yeah, like yeah, some yeah. sanctuary, you could roll through enemies, whereas you can't dash through enemies in this. And so you're kind of, there's, I, I find that I can die really easily and cheaply, especially that <clears throat> I might get hit. There's nothing I can do to block it or defend it. I get hit, knocked off a ledge, fall into spikes, and that's instant two, two like life's gone. Uh, there's lots of that, um, which is quite frustrating because you bounce back. You get knocked around quite. A- You're a little dude. You're a little little man, little hollow knight bug dude.
1: <laughs> so you
3: get knocked around quite easily, and so that can like it can you can have like I've had like five full five health and think I'm doing fine and just kind of bounced around an area, fallen down a pit and got hit on the way down as I've touched enemies. Actually that's a point. I don't know if I like games where just touching enemies is instant damage. I kind of don't like that, especially in this game. Because I like, say you can't run past and you can just back up to a wall. I think
0: just yeah, touching enemies Yeah, that being enemy, frustrated especially since you can't like you said you can't dodge through enemies. You can
3: jump over them at times and now I've got a dash, you can kind of get away, but there is one of one of the bosses I was fighting and she was a character like you it was like Small and nimble, and that's where I got the dash ability from. But like, I would, she would dash at me, and I would, dodge I was, she would hit me, and then I would get thrown back by the collision, and then she would backstep into me. I, it'd just be instant too too hard, like too house gone, and there's nothing I could do about it because I was mm. just getting thrown, and she just da- she'd backstep into me, and I find that a little cheap and frustrating. Yeah, but I overall, find... it's a good game. Sorry, go.
1: No, I
2: was just going to say, I, I kind of found that frustrating about Salt and Sanctuary a little bit. I found it was a little bit cheap yeah. sometimes. I kind of, I don't know. <clears throat> There's a, there seems to be a big thing too. if everybody knows that the series is finished, there seems to be a rash of more and more games that are borrowing more and more kind of Souls mechanics. And people are so scared about being compared to Dark Souls that they try and make things different on purpose. So they're not like Dark Souls, and then they end up kind of ruining the mechanics that made Dark Souls so much fun. So I kind of yeah, um, I I can't um yeah I can't see that being kind of um that would put me off what you're saying the backtracking thing um the thing about kind of like Metroid and the, always the thing about Metroid was you were always progressing forward and the optional areas in Metroid were always an optional area. It was once you had got to the point where you were really, really overpowered that it was, I, mean, I think Super Metroid was brilliant at doing that. You got to a point where you were collecting all of the different kind of suits and different power balls and, and lasers and stuff like that, that you were able to then go back and visit areas that you had been in, but you had a choice whether to go and do that or not, it wasn't something that you had to do in order to progress the game. So, you know, I think some people that do Metroidvania can get confused with that. And, and you should just be able to progress the story without, um, I guess, without kind of um, backtracking on yourself sometimes.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm doing too much of it, but it, it is fun to play. Like, it is really, it is a pretty cool game. And it was, it's quite cheap. It's, it's not like a full price game. So it's, mm-hmm. I reckon it's worth picking up. Uh, it's just I don't think it's perfect. Uh, it's I, mean, I am having a lot of fun with it, and it's quite. I'm quite impressed with the environments. Um, it's it's like a cave crawling game. Like you, you expect it to be. They often can be quite similar. Like no matter where you are, it's just a cave. Whereas they they manage to um, change the environments. I think I've had four environments so far, and they are quite different. Um, and they look quite stunning. Sometimes a little too cluttered, and it makes it hard to tell <laughs> what's going on when you're in the middle of combat because it's so fast and frantic. But in general, it looks—it's a very pretty game, well, uh, well illust- illustrated because it's all hand drawn. um so, Was that a lot? Of, was that a lot of money? Uh, seventeen dollars on Steam. Was that so no, okay? It's cheap. So it's okay. as I say it. It's not an expensive game, so you can't expect too much, but it's, yeah, I think it's worth playing. Just had a few frustrations with it. I think I've come across sounding more negative than I actually am towards it.
2: No, I think if there's frustrations that stop you from enjoying the game, then you have to, you have to let us know, mate. you know what I mean? Because otherwise you kind of, it's, it's kind of like, it sounds like you're kind of enjoying it, but you're equally frustrated at the same time, which... I'm getting too old to be overly frustrated with games that I want to kind of keep playing them and playing them to beat them. You know, i prefer yeah. something that I can just kind of, I'm in a bit more control kind of thing. If I want to go mm-hmm. and level up, I can level up, I can come back, I can kick their ass and kind of progress kind of thing. So
3: there you yeah. go. Um, there, there's some cool things to still discover. Um, one thing that frustrated me, I found that those charms. I found a guy who sold me a charm that increased my, my health. So I got an extra two little faces and I thought that was cool. I was like, cool. Okay. I can actually start improving my character so I can have more survivability. And he also sold one that did more damage. So I had it on. I had seven little faces as my health rocked up, found a boss died and it broke. <laughs> and I was mad because now, and now the guy's like, Oh, you broke it. Oh, you pay me more money and I'll fix it. <laughs> so, All right. Mm, and uh, Okay. So I I would thought it was getting to the point where I was imp- using these charms to improve my character, whereas it's not really it's temporary improvement. And the fact is, when you die, it does the the dark souls thing where you lose your. Sec- I mentioned earlier, there's two currencies. You lose your actual currency where you buy stuff, so you couldn't actually upgrade it to do the boss run again. So if you're using that to do a boss run, yeah. And this this character that you're talking to and buying these things off isn't any that isn't that close to one of the what the the fast travel points. So it's, it's a bit of an effort. Um, I'm talking like two or three minutes, but still, like when you're going the opposite direction, you've got to backtrack. Just, yeah. yeah, Just a few niggly things that are, yeah. Got a lot of charm. It's probably got a lot of similarity to Ori um, and the Blind Forest with it, how pretty it is. And, but just a darker version of that. It's not all bright and colorful. And
0: <laughs> um, it's a bit more yeah, gloomy. I've had my eye on this game for a while and it's like the, the, the art style is definitely a big part of the appeal for me.
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: It looks really nice.
3: And it, as I say, it's probably like $3 in the US.
0: <laughs> I, think it, I think it's like 15, but yeah, close enough. Really? Oh my goodness.
3: Actually, that's... I forget, Steam's pretty good. We kind of get the exchange rate prices. We don't get stupid, hyped up local prices. We tend to get just the exchange rate. So yeah, that's probably why it's a good price. Well, thank, good, thank goodness you do. Um, monolith
2: what is monolith all right so
0: as uh, as as listeners of the show know since i've joined the show and even as a as a guest um i pretty much show up every week with a new with a new roguelike that i've been playing <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mr. surprise uh, monolith is a roguelike um it is a twin stick shooter uh that is inspired by the binding of isaac uh sort of um i guess the it's it's a it's a room based uh like y- you move from room to room and i don't know have either of you played the mining of isaac yep yes okay so you know how like you go into a room and all the doors lock until you kill all the enemies
2: yeah Yeah. same
0: thing happens in modern you go into a room the door locks kill all the enemies and the doors open um but it is uh in- instead of being like a crying baby or even any kind of like person moving around you're actually like a little spaceship and you move around from room to room and you, you fly your little spaceship around and shoot, uh, shoot everything that you that's in the rooms. Um, And like, like the thing that I, that I beat this drum a lot, like the movement feels really good. Like it's got, it's got really nice. Uh, Just, just moving, moving the ship around feels really nice. And then it's also got this dash button that you can press at any time uh, to just give yourself a little, like a, you just like jet forward in whatever direction you're facing. And it is like, it is super satisfying to like dodge out of the way of projectiles and stuff. It's, it's a little bullet helly. It's like a, it's a little more overwhelming maybe than, uh, that I'm typically, uh, any good at, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting the hang of it a little bit and it is super fun and satisfying to play. There's a nice, uh, there's a nice, um, loop loop with it where you, uh, you go, you go into like, It's it's got just like Isaac. It's got like the treasure rooms where every, every floor you enter, you, you find this treasure room and it gives you a little upgrade. Uh, which is uh, very, very, you know, you're you're always progressing your that character's build in a way that uh, typically, like, you will find either like uh, one one of the common ones that you'll find is like it'll make it so that when you dodge instead of just uh, doing the dash, you you actually blink from one place to the next. Oh, that's and cool, that, and that that always feels good to do.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it took me a while to find it because Monolith Studios. Yes, I was uh, trying. Oh, yeah, for, I, I was I could, trying to look. Could have dropped. Yeah. Uh, dropped a link in yeah i found it on steam it, it kind of like it's like asteroids mixed with uh gauntlet like old school gauntlet
0: <laughs> yeah it it's, it's, like it's a... definitely got a very very distinctive like old school like arcade game uh visual style and you can actually get a sword uh, A yes. spaceship for the
3: sword um i don't
0: <laughs> i haven't unlocked the sword yet uh so the uh the, it seems like the the um, the overall progression of the game, like the uh, the persistence of the game, is that you keep your gold when you die, and then uh, there's this, there's a... that uh, sells you things, and one of the things that he's offering to sell me is a sword, but it costs 75,000 gold, and I only have like 40,000. Hmm. Grinding? Or... Uh, no, no, not grinding. It's just like whatever gold you have left when you die, you just keep that gold. So that's just like the that's just like the casual persistence layer of it, which like that's like a thing that that rogue light, the the rogue do generally right is that there's always some sort of persistence like like in like in a rogue legacy or dead cells or flint hook, yeah, or even the binding of isaac like even the binding of isaac has this a little bit it's a little or different Magi- in that game, or magic cap jump or magic cap jump <laughs> the ultimate roguelike. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I've, so, I've I've only played a few hours of it, and I'm but I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, as if I don't have enough roguelikes on my plate to play constantly. <laughs> now I've got another one. You should just change your middle name to. It, it could be. Is that your middle name? Is it roguelike? Yes, that's yeah. Uh, R doesn't stand for Russell. It stands for roguelike.
3: That <laughs> works. There you
0: go. That worked. You, you
3: have to change it.
2: You have to change it. You have to change it to roguelike. That would be so cool. The name's Wade. Roguelike Wade. <laughs> this, is like a, this is like a Stephen King. That's like one of the Dark Tower characters. Yeah, there's definitely a Stephen King like, character. Just, you're right. Definitely a Stephen King character called Roguelike Wade. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's the title for the show.
1: No, I'm just writing that down.
2: <laughs> it's either that or why did we let the Scottish person on and flipping interrupt our show and take over and think he was a hosty type thing? So. Yeah, I feel bad for that now, but... Uh, it was very I'll, funny. I'm really I'll, feel better. <laughs> I'll feel better in a minute. It was a little good. Um,
0: yeah, that's more on, or less monolith. Okay, is it on PC or is it uh, on... Yeah, as, as far as I know, it's only on PC. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Um,
2: I, who, should we do it? Shall I jump in with something next? Yes, yeah. yep. why don't you tell us about Mario Kart 8? Okay. Well, a that we can both talk about. First of all, um... The Ether Theorist, Brian, Um, when the Ether Theorist (laughs) (laughs) enters the battlefield, you get three energy counters. Um, He is a C again. Okay. And and I've also got Dramatic Reversal as well, which is Untap All Non-Land Permanents You Control. Now, I've got two of each of these. Okay. Which one should I keep? Which one should you get? I've got a shiny one as well, which is an ether trade ones, but out of these four, because I've got two of each, the ether theorist or the dramatic reversal, Brian, which one stays? Which one goes? Uh, I think you should keep all of them. Okay, okay. Okay, there we go. So we <laughs> just get the... Yeah. it. and... Oh, do you know what God. I could do? I could maybe just get that there. Right.
0: Okay, and...
3: Nah, see that card you're cutting is too thick for magic yeah cards. that's
0: definitely not a magic card
3: <laughs> you're trolling us there richard
0: <laughs> it's definitely
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna put photographs i'm gonna put i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna cut it right now and i'm gonna put a picture on
1: twitter <laughs> on, do you dare, me, do you dare, me, right, do you
2: dare me brian do you dare me brian to cut it now anyway I, moving on mario i dare you Kart to talk about mario
0: Kart eight mario card
2: um Basically, the story behind Mario Kart 8 is that um my son had borrowed my um my Wii U because it hadn't been used. And then Pick the up. Switch the Switch kind of came around because um I was playing proper video games. Um and then that's not true. Um no, because he he like he really <laughs> likes playing the Wii U. And uh, so he borrowed it for a bit and then um Um, a certain other video game kind of came out and made itself available. And uh, I kind of took back my Wii U and one of the games I remember I had was Mario Kart 8. So I've been playing that quite a lot. And um, I am amazed at the quality, the presentation, the graphics, the fun the replayability, the ease of access. It is pretty much nigh on perfect as far as kind of an enjoyable game goes. i got my son playing, he's four. My middle son, he's 11. You know, my wife even plays Mario Kart. She doesn't do video games. I mean, she fundamentally just does not do video (laughs) games. I talk video, you know, it's like, you know... um, She's not here just now, which is fine. But um she does not do video games at all. But she sits down and she will play through Mario Kart because she remembers playing it on the Wii and she remembers she remembers playing it on the Nintendo 64 kind of years and years ago, I think, as well. But um she loves it. It's so family friendly and f- just from my point of view, sitting it down and knowing that I can put my four-year-old in front of it. And even though he's not very good at it, I know that he's not in any danger of stumbling across anything that is going to be unsuitable for him, except maybe the Mario, except maybe the Luigi death stare.
1: (laughs) You know,
2: that makes it a certificate eighteen. You know what I mean? They try to stop him from racing. They try too hard. Kind of thing. And um, yeah, so that's it's. I don't know. um, I it's one of the games I would get on the Switch if I have a Switch, but I don't have a Switch because I don't have a spare 300 pound kind of kicking about the castle at the moment. Um, but you don't, I've not heard anyone really say there's a, there's a massive, you're not really missing out on much by playing it on the Wii U. And it's, do you know what I love? I love the fact it's kind of like the duo. I love the, like, the fact that you, you can play it on the smaller screen. So if I want to just have a quick shot myself, I can sit at the side, so it's a bulkier switch, obviously, but um, yeah, it, it works kind of really, really well, and I love it two bits. It's one of my favourites, and it's it's probably one of the few games that's taken me away from um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Pretty much,
3: yeah, no, it's good. I'm doing the same with it on the Switch, just playing it like if I got a minute to spare, or I must play one one round, slowly working my way through, getting all the three gold stars and all the different tournaments.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's just brilliant. It's 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 also it's one of these games that you know you can sit down and say,
2: and yeah, I mean with you, I mean with you with with you having Odin, you'll know how important it is t- um, to have like time limits on how long they play the video games for. I mean you can't you know it's like okay, especially with you know my son being as the youngest being as young as he is, you don't you don't want to have him on for like an hour, two, three hours just to while he's playing something. I mean, that's... He, my youngest plays like Lego Dimensions and some of the levels in Lego Dimensions will take like about 45 minutes to go through. Yeah. So, and and as you know, because um, you make videos about Lego Dimensions, Vader, plug, plug, plug. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'll know that, you know, if you're sitting down for a session, you can easily spend 45 minutes playing an entire level. But also, on... Mm-hmm. Also with uh, Lego Dimensions, there's no way to just stop and save a level right in the middle. If you save a level, if you stop a level and you go back to the hub world, you're pretty much having to start it again at the beginning. So that can lead to kind of frustration. That can lead to a bit, yeah, it can lead to a bit of frustration. Whereas a Mario Kart, I can tell them, okay, we'll have, we'll do a Grand Prix or we'll do two races. And I know that the maximum time is going to be like 25 minutes and that's going to be it to do an entire Grand Prix kind of thing. And it kinda allows to kinda limit the time. So it's pretty good in in kind of that respect. So yeah, it kinda made me it's kind of given made me jump back into the Wii U in kind of like a big a bigger way. So I've been going back through my kind of my Wii U collection. And it's also reminded me I've got like Super Metroid on there and I've got Super Mario World on there and I've got Splatoon on there that I can play in, and I've got the Yoshi's Wooly World. So there's a whole Again, it's a whole pile of games on there that I can push the Wii, Wii U controller into my youngest hand and be safe in the knowledge that he's going to put on something that's always going to be suitable for
3: him. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? It's, so that's kind of to go
3: shoot the dude in the head game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like yeah. I mean, there's not. It's not even that. It's, I mean, even. And I'm not going to rag on PlayStation, but it's quite easy for him to end up if he scrolls down the wrong way, and it's, he ends up in the activity section on the PlayStation 4. He can end up live, you know, he can end up hitting some random live screen with the guys practically screaming down the microphone. Yeah, true. Kind of all things. And you don't. I mean, okay, so Nintendo, I think, has taken a bit of flack for the Splatoon two um, mm-hmm. thing. You know, the kind of the multiple headset and the setup and everything. And you have to like, kind of, kind of, I don't know, use about 15 wires and you end up looking like you're connected (laughs) up to an old virtual reality machine kind of thing. And you have to be facing the sun at the same time while you're playing to get it to work. But um, at least, you know, they've got the kind of communication, the safe communication, right? Because, again, he can play on, he can, he can, you know, he'll be able to play online but he's not really going to get any kind of messages coming through. He's not really going to get any kind of abuse coming through. And that's kind of quite, I don't know, maybe I'm turning into an old softie, but I kind of, I have confidence in Nintendo with, I guess, with the game catalogue that I'm not going to end up pushing, you know, my son's not going to see anything he shouldn't be seeing. Whereas with the PlayStation 4, even though I can put a profile on for him, he loads up himself up as a user and he still seems to have access to all the same stuff. There doesn't seem to be a difference in it. So I don't know how that works, but
3: Mario yeah. Kart 8
2: is fantastic. You know, too long, didn't read kind of thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. It's a, it's yeah, a it's very, good.
0: very good video game.
3: Yes. I, is, um, I don't know if this is just on the deluxe. Is there like the auto steer and auto accelerate in the Wii U version?
0: Um,
3: I don't think so. I was say I no. think they
0: I think they added that for the Switch version.
3: Yeah, because yeah. that, that's no. pretty good with the kids, the little ones, because yeah, they don't have to like I can put my four year old, and she's not the best at steering it, and she just wants to race, and so she can just the steering is assisted, so she doesn't have to be perfect at it to be able to be competing. Oh no, he's got to learn. I mean, if he wants to get up from left, if he wants to get up from twelfth <laughs> position, he
2: just you know he just has to get good. I mean, and yeah, um, that's what I say. Yeah, uh-huh. and if you know, and we actually, the, the 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 position that he reaches in the Grand Prix decides, um, you know, how long he stays in his room. I mean, that's gonna, <laughs>
0: that's that's gonna, how many hours he gets until his next meal. <laughs> I,
1: no, well,
2: no, I wouldn't. You know, I mean, as far as saying that, and um, we do give him snacks, um, but you know, <laughs> he's got, he's, yeah, he's got to learn. He's got to learn how to. You know, it's a competitive world out there. And if you don't learn how to compete by the time you're four, you might as well just stop now. Um, this is getting recorded, isn't it? Hey, it is getting recorded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so, yeah, I've had a lot of Wii U love at the moment. Um, cool. Um, so, and I keep kind of jumping back on, and it's led me to actually go and pick up a couple of old Wii, Remote um, controllers as well, mm-hmm. um, and even a nunchuck. And they're just really – it's really funny. They're still <laughs> – they're still really, really expensive. In fact, Wii U games are still really, really flippin' expensive <laughs> for That's a machine for a machine that tanked as badly as it did. You're still getting, you're still going into able to pick up, you're still going to pick up games, and it's like Xenoblade Chronicles is still. And there's a local kind of a games exchange store near me, and it's still like twenty five quid.
1: <laughs>
2: just like for Xenoblade yeah, Chronicles, it's just. Nintendo have a beautiful knack at really kind of holding their prices, which I wonder if um, that's going to hurt the Switch in terms of digital games later on because they don't seem to be in the habit of um, dropping their prices. Though saying that, the Wii U stuff, the Wii U um, thing does seem to have a sale on some of their older games and they seem to be down to about £20, which is going to be about $25 or um, 30 Two New Zealand dollars or something like that, so that's that's kind of cool, but um, yeah, so there you go, but um, yeah, but that's so I've been playing that, but the last one, um, Light Seekers Vader, what's the oh, Light Seekers all about? I'm yeah. surprised I
3: thought you're saying that you had it.
2: No, I like, no, I don't have it. No, 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 we've been talking about me, me, me all the time, it's like I'm in a <laughs> therapy session, goodness, sake. um
3: so this is actually a kickstarter i think i mentioned it once but i played the beta but we're told not to talk about it or record videos but now it's out i've uh, recorded our first intro and first impressions on the game um with my son yeah it's a kickstarter it's an ipad android tablet or phone game it's a toys to life yeah yeah
2: i saw you posting about that and um you weren't the only person I saw getting it, and it looks fantastically beautiful-looking,
3: um, the, it's, the it's, figures anyway. Yeah, the figures are really good. So it's taking the Skylanders uh, LEGO Dimensions thing to the next step
2: because
3: mm-hmm. uh, I, I really like the concept of Skylanders. It's a little invasive how many characters they release <laughs> um, Yeah, because there's too many, and it's you just can't buy them all, and it's just ridiculous, and then they block out content in the game because you don't have a certain figures and then yeah it's just it, it's a little their business model is I, fi- I find a little cheeky for skylanders to for uh, especially because it's targeted toward kids um but the figures don't really do anything back like they're just plastic lumps that you put on top of a portal that's the only interaction that you have whereas this this figure it's a it's a lot taller it's like a good probably close to my one probably 20 good almost 20 centimeters tall so good like six inches seven inches, six that's, inches
2: that's a really decent size because the skylanders the giants got up to about four inches yeah. so if there's another so, couple inches on top of that that's a decent size
3: um it has a battery pack that you can charge and when you and so the it comes out the battery pack and then you can put in like a, a, like a plate to cover it. And then it is just the action figure. It moves like a, your normal, like a Ninja turtle would uh, that you'd bought at the normal store. Um, but you pull out the little, the the insert section and you slot in the battery pack and it lights up. Um, and so he's got like, a, we've got Jax. He's a um, kind of a dinosaur inspired looking character. And they're a tech race. So they, he's really, they have like lots of gadgets and stuff on the on the back of his tail he's got like a spanner um so he can move bolts with it uh and he's got like a potion on his on his on his like uh shoulder strap which lights up because there's lights to it from his battery pack uh the his hands actually have little um plugs so when you plug his hammer in it, the game mm. recognizes what weapon it is so you can get alternate weapons and so you take actually take them off and put new ones on. They change in game, uh which we yet we don't we only have the starting gear, so we don't have any spare weapons. But it's really cool because it's connected via Bluetooth to your game. So uh-huh. as you're running around through the game, it's you, the your character will speak to you because it's got a little speaker on it. So you run into a new area and he'll react and tell you about the area and what he's seeing. Uh, he'll he'll pipe up and. And say things when you do something cool, or if you're getting hurt. I think it, it warns you, and and would, so it helps you to to play the game. It, it's just it's more interactive, is what I'm trying to say, than your Skylanders, where you just you're not just putting a, a figure or connecting a figure to the game. You actually in, you can actually interact with the game. Uh, there's an expansion pack which I wish I'd just chucked the extra twenty bucks, whatever it was at the time, because yeah, yeah. it's gonna be hard to find here in New Zealand. Where you can actually take out uh, the battery pack and put it in. With, instead, and it actually turns the, has a gyroscope in it, and so it actually becomes a controller for like certain side missions and stuff in the game, where you actually fly the dude around um, and control control the character in, in the actual game that way. So, uh, so what, what's
2: it on? Is it on PC as well?
3: Is it... uh, don't think so. I think it's just an iPad game. All right. yeah, so and, it looks and, like and it's
0: Android. just on mobile. I'm, I'm watching a video of it right now. Yeah, yeah it's just on All mobile. Right. It's kind of fun, <laughs> okay. actually
3: it's yeah. simple the game is your very classic simple game so far it has your um your rpg kind of loot gathering where you got gear you can upgrade and you've got abilities and um, what i like about it is you know if me and odin are playing a, a single player game together it's it, you gotta fight over the controller whereas this you got the ipad i talk about this in our video that we did we're sitting in front of an ipad he's controlling it but I can like just touch one of the abilities because, like, in the bottom right corner, you've got the abilities that you your guy does. Okay. And I can just help by just tapping them, and so we're, we're both interacting with the game quite easily because it's not a controller. Like, it's it's easy for me to like give input or to help, or and, and I really like that. It's a bit more interactive. Um, it's cool that the little figure talks to you. Um, yeah, um, and there's I think there's six different light seekers um they, they're bringing out uh they had two for kickstarter um but the, i think they're available for pre-order at toys r us uk and in in america so not i can't get any more here at the moment but they're available to order over in the uk and in the us but it, it's pretty cool especially with, with kids um yeah uh, it, it's it's a fun one to sit down and play with even if you've just got a, a even if you don't kid yourself but you've got like kids like nephews or nieces or friends kids that you end up looking after it'd be fun to have around to to play with them Uh, man i'd
2: buy this for me i mean (laughs) brian you'd probably buy it as well yeah the the
0: figures are pretty cool looking i'm not gonna lie it's in in the shopping
3: basket how much is it though is it not quite expensive Uh, um i I got on kickstarter so it wasn't too bad i think it was like 60 or 70 dollars
0: yeah it, it looks like uh sure. i was i was looking mm. at on a, on amazon and it looks like the uh like the starter kits or whatever for one of the characters is like 70 dollars.
3: yeah so it's mm-hmm. more expensive now than it was on kickstarter yeah um uh, so it's reasonably pricey but there is no cost to the game the game mm-hmm. is i think they have the game is free
0: can you I can you play have. the game
3: at all without the figures though uh yes because the we did the beta um and the game and you could play the game without the okay. figure um, so I don't know how that's going to work for retail because the game is still not available in the App Store here in New Zealand. I still have to go through the Apple test flight to play it. Um, there's a little drama around that, but I won't get into that. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. Um, it's just simple fetch quest. There's nothing too extreme to do with the actual gameplay. Like it's it's your very typical um, top down kind of third person action adventure kind of game
1: mm-hmm.
3: but the the scripting is quite fun so far it's it's not taking itself too seriously uh the character some of the other light seekers that are coming out look fantastic like they as you say as figures i'm like dang i want those <laughs> um, <laughs> it, and it, what's mm-hmm. really cool is they're actually taking it kind of further with the interactiveness i haven't kind of worked out how to get it to play it, use it in game, but there's an augmented reality elements of the game. They have, and there's also a completely standalone card game. So yeah, there's actually cards. This. <laughs> um, so there's actual starter decks and stuff. So you can play the card game, but those cards can also be used in the actual digital game by using your camera on your tablet or whatnot. It actually has augmented reality and it will pop up uh, image, 3D images on top of the card. And it works really well. Like it looks quite impressive. Uh, so you might get a 3d model of jacks your character and that you can like move around and see in 3d on the screen uh you might there's one that has like some jewels or rings and then you can do the same they're floating above the card as you move it around and they provide abilities or power-ups to your in-game character uh, or unlocking things so but from what i understand the card game is completely playable outside as like a kind of a Yu-Gi-Oh! magic
0: style card yeah, game. yeah it's um for I'm I'm looking at it right now and they have five starter decks there's yep. one of each color yep uh, it is looks like it's straight <gasps> up like magic Just, yeah <laughs> let's not let's not um let's not do
2: that um because I don't need to have anything else in my life than can <laughs> when when it comes be played and yeah absolutely absolutely indeed
3: um so what sounds- I'm impressed with Is that, yeah, they've combined all these different genres together into trying to make, like, one full package. Um, And I don't think anyone's really gone this far trying to do this. Um, We've had, I think, was it the PlayStation? I had a game that was sort of a card game that you could play with
0: augmented reality. I don't remember what it was called. I have judgment. I have judgment. Yes, that's what it it was called.
3: And I I wish we saw more of that stuff. And it's cool that someone else is doing something and trying to, you know, push the boundaries maybe a little bit. because that's what i like to see uh, even if it's not perfect because uh, uh, yeah they're trying and then the next iteration may be better and yeah i like when people try new things mm-hmm. different things brian how very dare you send me the amazon link
2: you know <laughs> that amazon are now doing this um oh yes i've got it's on amazon too yeah, well, they're now doing this kind of like shipping thing where what you do is you can get stuff shipped from America. So this what the seller does is the seller sends it to like a central hub in the US, to, in Amazon, and then Amazon ships it over to the UK. well oh. So, for instance, I can get um this Lightseeker trading card game. It says it's, it's 90... Oh, fact let's do this. Let's do this. I'm not going to actually do it, <laughs> do it, but it's like 19... It's like $20. Mm-hmm. So if I add that to cart, and then if I go and proceed to checkout, and then I'm going to probably annoy myself now because I'm going to have to sign into Amazon. Ah, oh, get away. And so for remembering our magical $20, I'm just going to, let me just take this out, delete that. I can get that shipped over. This is incredible. This is live and this is happening. But I can get that shipped over from America, from um from um, the states for twenty-four pounds. So that's about twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, well, it's twenty-four British pounds. So if you work that out into dollars, it kinda makes up to about twenty-eight
0: dollars. So oh yeah, that's that's not bad at all. That's ridiculous. Ridiculously cheap. Especially if you're buying like multiple things at once. Yeah. I mean it's just like it's
2: the Amazon Global standard shipping. So there you go.
0: So obviously other
2: online stores are available, but I mean that's very, very tempting to get something shipped over from the US that you can't really get kind of over here. Um yeah. so you know, I've kind of already been tempted by a couple of board games to do that because some of the stuff, even once you take into account kind of how much it's going to cost to ship it over from the States, it's still cheaper to get it sent over than it is to actually try and pick it up in the UK. (laughs) And I'm talking like a difference of about $27, $28 in price. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I'm entering to Vaderland, basically, (laughs) with the, um, yeah, with the exchange rate. Um, Yeah, so that's, but no, that sounds really good and it sounds really tempting and I'm going to just basically... Delete that from my basket so I don't buy it.
3: <laughs> Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Thank you, Brian. Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah,
3: not too bad. I I did it at the same time as you. Um yeah. it's only six dollars shipping to New Zealand. Wow. So it's only wow. twenty six dollars. Yeah, US, this, so about. Yeah, that's actually pretty good.
2: Yeah, that's kinda of my um yeah. That's we're kinda of venturing into my day job now, so
3: okay. <laughs> <Someone> could, <laughs>
2: i'm a i'm a consultant for amazon so well i'm not i don't work for amazon but it's kind of what i do so um yeah Interesting. let's move move away from the, yeah i mean that's i just discovered it like about three four weeks ago and i'm just like hey hey new marketplace kind of stuff i can buy and get sent over to me and it's only going to take a couple of weeks and the customs that this is our thing they cover all the customs charges as well so you're kind of like so it's not very good um um. Yes. So have we covered all of the games? No, we haven't. Brian, Brian talk to about, something you have got something to talk about. Emily is away, Two.
0: Yes, the sec- it's the second Emily is away. <laughs> I've never heard. Um, yeah, I, I assume neither of you ever heard of this game? No.
3: Hold on, I'm going to interrupt. Excuse okay. me, I just looked at Amazon.uk .co.uk. Yeah. Uh huh. I don't understand this, but you can yeah. you can order it locally, Richard. Yeah, for forty pounds.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> or
2: you can order you know,
0: US for twenty. I, uh,
2: yeah, this is what I'm talking about. There's actual games in the UK that are like double the price if I buy it from the states. I mean, I don't even. That's even taking into account the exchange rate, the fact that like a hundred dollars at the moment is about eighty five
3: pounds. It's just crazy. So yeah, that, that's weird. Anyway, sorry, Brian, continue.
0: You're okay. Uh yeah, so Emily <laughs> is away too is the second Emily yeah. is away. Uh Vader, okay. I assume you've also never heard of this game. Nope. Okay, so Wait, em- hold Emily on. is away. Go ahead. Is it
3: two? Is two because you've got it written as t- T-O-O. I do. Yeah. So is, um, is
0: that a bad okay. pun? Uh well, no, not really. Uh let me explain and then and then you'll understand. Okay. Uh so the first Emily is away came out a few years ago. I actually don't know how long ago it was. Um, but it is, it was just this, uh, this cute little free game where you, uh, take the place of the, you, you are the protagonist in a, in a little, like, uh, basically it's, it's like a, it's like a choose your own adventure, like a text adventure kind of thing, okay. um, that is all based around AOL Instant Messenger. And so you boot up the game and it's just like this little, like it's themed to look like, uh, AOL Instant Messenger looked like in the, in the late nineties, early two thousands. And the story is about, um you and your friend emily and the things that happen and so basically like the the the, the way that the game moves forward is you'll you will like have these conversations with emily where like it will like she'll say something to you and then it'll give you a couple options and you choose which option you want to to say to her and you just like fake type on your keyboard and it like types in the what what you say to her um <laughs> and so you're just reading <laughs> the story that way and it's like oh, it is like really one. it's really fun and cute and it's free so I'm not I'm not gonna say too much about like the story of this game because I you need to just experience it yourself. But yeah, yeah, yeah. um so yeah, everybody should absolutely play Emily is Away, and then after you're finished with that, play Emily is away too, because that is a game it actually just came out a few weeks ago, um, and I finally got around to playing it, and I sat down and I played through it twice. And it's called Emily Is Away too, because there is the character Emily that you talk to, um, but there's another character. So you talk to two cool, different too. characters in this game. So uh, the other character's name is Evelyn, so Evelyn may be away, but Emily is away too. All right, okay. So it is <laughs> a pun. Is it fun? And yeah, it's it's wonderful, and like uh, the, the the production values on Emily's way too. Uh, we'll just we'll, we'll, this is this is how we'll talk about this game. Um, so Emily's way too costs five dollars, so th- he's charging money for this one. But it is like you can definitely tell like he put way more time into this one than he put into the first one. Um, yeah. and you can tell from like things like when you first, very first boot up the game, this was great. Uh, it, you boot up the game and it like makes you, it, it, it treats it like you're like logging into windows. And so it makes you choose, um, one of oh, three different bad. little, uh, uh, wallpaper images, um, and that are like these really, really nice, like pixel arts, uh, 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 copies or not copies. Gosh, what's the word, uh, replicas of, uh, like the old Microsoft Windows, like uh, like wallpapers, right? Like the the one with the the rolling planes, yeah. and the one with the mountain and the moon. Oh, um, yeah. So so you pick one of those, and then it says, uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna download st- download this to your desktop. So it actually like puts a file on your desktop, and it says, okay, now make this your wallpaper. And so I did that, and like you don't have to do that, but it's just like it's it's trying to kind of like immerse you in like in this yeah. like you're in the you're in the 90s, and like you're on AOL. Um, and so then you get into the game and you start talking to Emily and Evelyn and like, so, uh, you choose your, you choose your buddy icon for your AOL account. You choose your username, you choose what you want your, your name to be like your, your actual character's name. Um, and then you choose your buddy icon and you actually fill out like a little like buddy profile. So like you, you like quote some song lyrics and you quote, you, you put in like a a quote from a movie and, uh, some, some dumb, like inspirational quote. Uh, and you do that uh, each like so. So the game is broken up into seasons. So it starts out like, uh, like the summer before your senior year, and it ends the summer after your senior year. And so you play like the summer of your se- the summer before your senior year, and then you'll do the fall of your senior year, winter, so on and so forth. Um, so <clears throat> it uh, the the other the other like amazing thing that this game does is like the developer whose name I can't remember. It's Kyle something. Um, I feel really bad for not remembering what it is. Uh, but he, he has like faithfully recreated in like this very beautiful way. Like, like 2006, like, uh, like websites. And so there's like two, like there, there's 2006 YouTube, there's 2006 Facebook. There's like 2006, uh, like YTM and D and it is just beautiful. Like I could not believe how much time he must've spent like, <laughs> like digging through the internet archives to find those old websites and like how they looked at that time, and man, this like I just I cannot say enough good things about You're this game. Like, the, it's, this. it's great. I love it. Is it like text kind of Life is Strange kind of thing? As you know, in, you... I I haven't played Life with Life is Strange, but um, good. You, that, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not actually a bad comparison. Like, it is really? definitely like a it is definitely like oh, a no. story about teenager. I'm done.
3: <laughs> oh. Not for me.
0: Oh, is this, uh, the, conti- oh, is this the continuing? <laughs> strange. V- v- Vader, they don't say hello all the time. If that helps. It's, it's on.
2: Um, it's on PlayStation Plus at the moment. I think this month in the UK, Life is Strange is going to be free it is here too. I've never played it, so I probably won't play it either because <laughs> you know I don't care. I'm not in touch with my feelings i don't need to go around saying hella all the time but um i mean i take it you just like you're chatting away you get a story you pick up on actually what's happening with the character and stuff like that yeah is that
0: yeah, how more it works? yeah that's yeah that's more or less how it works like you, you like i said like in emily is away too it's like basically the same as emily is away where you yeah. are talking to these characters and uh then um like it, it, they'll like say something, and then you'll like have to say something back. So it'll give you like mm-hmm. three options, and you choose which option you want to say, and you do your fake typing to to bang out whatever you are you are saying. Uh-huh. And then like it's 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 like it's kind of all about like managing your relationship with these people and like their relationship with each other. And it is. Can you win? Um, I, <laughs> I finished it twice. How long does Can it? You take? Lose, uh, Can you lose, then? Can you
3: lose? You I mean,
0: there are definitely good and bad endings. It took me about an hour and a half to play through each time. It's not
2: like that 13 Reasons thing, is it? It's not like depressing no, at the not, end it's type not, of it's
0: thing. Is it just about it's like folk a... chatting? It it's, fa- it's about high school relationships. Oh, right, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's like, it's like really well-written and cute, and like it really feels like like... It, it feels really real, if that makes sense.
3: Cool. It does seem interesting, and again I reiterate what I said earlier about lightsy because I like when people do different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean so it, I can...
0: the, and the thing is is that like like I said, like the first one is free. So if you don't like it, you're not out on any money.
3: My time's money. Time I... is
0: money. Okay, so <laughs> and, and also the, the first one can be finished in like thirty minutes. So well, there uh, you go. That's no, good. See, that's what you want. But yeah, highly recommended. Uh Emily is away, Emily's away too. Everybody should please, go. please, please play these games. And just okay. to
3: fill in some of the facts that we missed off, uh, the first one was released twentieth of November two thousand and fifteen, and the developer is Kyle Seeley. Okay. Yes. There you go. Seeley. Thank
0: okay. you. Okay.
3: That's um, no, cool. I've got,
2: it sounds cool. I've got one more game to talk about, and I'll be very, very quick. I've got one more question for Brian. <laughs> do, you, do you need? Do you need eleven? Planes cards. Yes, you do. Do you need Do you need that many? Because I'll sh- i look. I'll show you what I've done. Okay, I'm not going to show you just now, <laughs> because the reason I, the reason I brought in the word planes is because one of the game the game the last game I've been playing you wander around on a plane um, that's got lots of grass and trees and you've got sticks and you've got bad guys. It's an open world. It's a Breath of the Wild. Um, yes, the Legend am, of Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. Okay um i'm i'm not sure about it it's a bit um it's a bit slow to get going isn't it i mean it's a bit is it a bit dull i mean does it get better i mean i've played it for a bit I've about four hours into it so far and i've resurrected the tower and it's really kind of not getting
3: anywhere is it does it get better it's better from the beginning
0: yeah i think i i think that game is amazing from the very beginning so okay that's if if you you if you don't like it you don't like it like that's fine i've got a loan of it on the wii u so i've kind of been
2: it's kind of a bit slow it's slowish i can see where the love is coming into it because it's quite it's quite nice i have been playing it i'm not slagging it off i've just found it maybe a bit slow at the beginning i think i need to play it an awful lot more but that's it's kinda of what I've been it's kind of what I've been up to and what I've been I've been doing. I don't want to spend long on it because presentation wise it's fantastic, it's beautiful, control wise it's phenomenal. It's doing things with the control scheme that I'm sitting there going, why don't other inventory management games do this already? Mm-hmm. And we're already like I mean, the first couple of hours you're going Nintendo have just, you know, they've just went, okay, here's the bar right? See the top of the mountain? We're placing the bar at the very, very top of the mountain, so I reckon I'm in for an absolutely phenomenal experience, but you guys have talked about it on the last couple of episodes, By, I have jumped in. I haven't bought it. I've got a loan of it from uh, one of my brothers, so it's on, the, it's on the Wii U. I haven't noticed anything bad in the frame rate type of thing. Um, yeah,
0: I've, heard, been... I've heard it just gets bad in like, the, in like the forested areas. Other than that, yeah. it seems like it's mostly fine, even on the Wii U.
2: No, I mean it seems. I mean it seems perfectly. I mean it seems perfectly good so far. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really, I'm really, really kind of enjoying it. So that's all I've got to say about that. I know you guys have spoken about it before, and I don't want to be wasting lots and lots of time because
3: we have been no, talking for some time. It's so fine. Bristol <laughs> Wild's worth talking about. It's awesome. <laughs> that's very, very cool. Um,
2: I have we spoken about what we want to play what we've
0: been playing shall we move on to questions what do we move on to some listener responses yes what is our question this week brian Uh, our question this week is what are your e3 predictions is there anything in particular you're hoping to see
3: I'm guessing we're going to have lots of requests for Bloodborne two or hopes. So. <laughs> oh
1: uh, I haven't
3: actually looked at them. This is me speculating. Um, I bet there is a Demon Souls uh, HD remaster. Hope. Uh,
0: why don't we? Why don't we just go ahead and read this first response here <laughs> from Big Papa Nito, uh at Nido. Hey, Big uh, Papa I'm right. <laughs> says says Demon Souls remaster. Although I have been hoping for that ever since my PS3 died. If not that, I'll settle for Demon Souls two.
2: Um, I'd rather settle for anything else, <laughs> to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't I think really, a, I really want a Demon Souls remaster. I don't think a Demon Souls remaster can save it. Um, you know, <laughs> being honest, let's face it. Yeah,
3: no, be really on, honest. Do you really dislike really,
2: Demon Souls? <laughs> be really, really honest, guys. You can't like everything. If everybody liked everything, or everybody liked the same thing, you wouldn't get different things. Just because you're right, I, I agree. I painstakingly wrote a 3,000-word essay that is on your flipping website about what I saw about Demon's Souls. Do you know what I mean? I've I've nailed myself to the mast. I've put myself out there, and I said I put myself through it, and I played it, yeah? But if I think, do you know what? It's it's a game of its time. And I think if they went back... If they went back and they remastered it, they'd have to do a lot of stuff to remaster it.
0: See, that's the thing. I, is that I don't want them to do any of that stuff. I just want them to. I just want them to put it out so that I can do play you, it on a PS4. Do you, but you do have you, the nostalgia, I guess. Whereas you didn't play
3: it originally, yeah. did you, Richard?
2: No, I didn't play it. I didn't play it originally. As I said, I kind of like I was one of these people that hit the wall, and then um, I played it after I played Demons, after I played Dark Souls. So yeah, when you're, I started, you're
0: you're also a real Johnny Come You didn't actually even make a real effort in it until last year. No, exactly. So I mean, and then when I played it,
2: you know, I was it was um, amazing. Exactly. Well, when I played it, it was a <laughs> six. Um, you know, look, I've written this all down. If you want to know my thoughts and trolling people that like Demon Souls, I understand that people have a lot of love for the game. But the the question is, people want a Demon Souls remaster. And I don't think that you would get a Demon's Souls remaster. I think what you would get is you would get Demon Souls Plus. So you would get, there was, there'd be no way they would let this go to the market in the state it was with just cleaning up the frame rate and cleaning up the graphics slightly. They would end up doing something. And then I think it's such a delicate IP that I don't think they've got I don't think they've got the minerals to put out a remaster on there because it's like one of these things. Who's going who's gonna to buy it? Are lots of people going to buy it, do you think? Is there a market out there? I mean, this is what we've got to decide on these things. Are there enough people out there that would actually go ahead and pick up Demon Souls? Or would they have to give it away on PS Plus? I think probably they'd have to give it away on PS Plus to get anybody to play the remaster i don't know I,
0: I i think that the, the the wave is strong enough for souls content at this point that people who either didn't have a ps3 or don't have a ps3 hooked up anymore would i, I think there would have definitely be a big push for people buying yeah. it and playing it
2: yeah i mean was- i think yeah i mean i think it, um yeah well i mean yeah it should be um it'd be interesting to see i um it'd be interesting to see what they do um I would personally like to see them um, do Bloodborne 2 but I would like them to do Bloodborne 2 like they did Dark Souls 2 which is to take take it, take the character and throw you somewhere completely different and take you on a different exploration um, mm-hmm. I think going back to Yarnum again would be a mistake to involving any of the existing characters would be a mistake to try and get too many flashbacks would be a a mistake i'd like to see i'd like to see somebody um them doing something completely different it was like i was listening to the well funnily enough the e3 prediction show for twin humanities and cj pretty much said the same thing you know he's like give me a give me a blood give me no or was it paddy yeah paddy loves it yeah he said paddy says give me blooders but give me blooders somewhere else pretty much and i think that would be kind of kind of kind of mm-hmm. kind of cool
3: um,
0: yep, I pretty much agree with that for sure.
3: Yeah, um, I, and I, I, I've said it before. I think the main problem with remastering and release re-releasing Demon Souls is the publishing rights. There's like three or four um, publishers involved, so it gets messy.
1: I, I,
2: yeah, like, I think. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the would it end up? At, I mean, Sony are pretty good at kind of mucking around with the Spider Man. Spider Man IP. So, I think cool. that was the latest thing I got listened to from you guys talking about the Spider Man IP. Yeah, and they're b- going to borrowing it and, and and nicking it and taking it away and stuff like that. And I wonder if Sony would be able to kind of kind of cut a, a kind of a deal to say, well, let us borrow this IP and, and 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 muck around with it. um I don't know. I think Dark Souls Three did a reasonable amount of damage to the franchise that I wonder if people would be overly critical of a Demon Souls 2 either a Demon's Souls 2 or a Demon Souls remaster
3: you know yeah. have yeah, to you're see. right maybe, maybe it needs more time um, but yeah we'll, we'll move on to, to the next feedback this is from Guardian of Gifts this is a name I, I bestowed upon him he was <laughs> Regent of Retweets uh, it's
0: true he was uh, is that, this is c uh,
3: Plus is that Dave? Uh, it is. Yes, David Cox. Uh, you're also a host of Monster Deer Monster and Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. Which is I'm
2: fantastic, sure. by the way. I've been listening to it and I've been catching up on it and I'm really enjoying it. So if you yeah. haven't checked out, it is Dave and it's has talking about Vaping um, films. films. Kung Fu movies. Kung Fu Movies.
3: Best Fantastic. movies around. Um but he um, wrote was hoping for death stranding info, but I'll settle for FromSoft News. Yeah, either news. Armor Core or preferably a new IP. Yep, I think I think it's probably gonna be quite consistent with Fromsoftware hopes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Um yeah, I kind of Never played Armored Core, but I think I would be keen to try something new to bright, you know, broaden my horizons. So I think yeah, a, a I think I think core. a
0: new armored core with like new from software sensibilities could be interesting for sure. Yeah, oh, would they make it too simple
2: though to make it as accessible as possible? Because um, one of the things I heard from it was it was one of these games that you really, really kind of got through the layers if you put in like forty plus hours, kind of thing into it and is there enough space to kind of do that um you know uh, i mean have you played dark souls yeah that was i mean as i say that was okay i mean i can't kind of, <laughs> it's I a kind of just, fallen right yeah yeah absolutely i mean that's you know i think it, i think people kind of it's like do you know what it's like it's like moving up from drinking white wine into red wine if you look <laughs> at it that way <laughs> yeah red wine you just know. has so much more depth of flavor It does. I think that's what happens. I think at the beginning, if you dip into Lords of of the Fallen, like really, really quickly, then you kind of go, oh, this is a bit tart and don't like it. But obviously, once you've kind of drunk the cup empty, that is Dark Souls, and then you kind of move up a grade and start to get into Lords of the Fallen, the slow sippage, I think you'll learn to appreciate the body and the flavour... Um, over a longer period of time. And then you'll look forward to, to other IPs it's producing. I believe that, you know, they've got a cheeky little Chardonnay in the, the form of The Search, which I'm looking forward to grabbing with both hands and, and playing. And meanwhile, that what's Dark Souls <laughs> offering? Dark Souls 3 DLC, which nobody's really liking. So there you go. I'm telling you, time's going to time's gonna tell on this thing. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying.
0: Uh, hey, Vader. Yeah. Why did we let Richard on this podcast? I don't know. It's your fault. No, it's <laughs> Jeremy's fault. It's Jeremy's fault, dumb fault for not for his dumb thing. <laughs> oh um, but yeah, you uh, uh, also uh, Old Man Dark Souls asked you replied to Cynchonaut Plus uh, <laughs> just... and said you stole my answer verbatim.
1: <laughs>
0: Which is oh, very funny.
2: Um, oh, then we got some kind of uh, the the man that speaks truth, the the revoter, <laughs> as he you know because as he changed his name yesterday because some, something
0: went on in the some, country, some sort of election or something I don't know. Yeah,
2: and you know it's really good to get young people out there and putting crosses in places. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean this goes back to I said I kind of said they should remaster Bloodborne, improve the frame rate. That's it came out as framers. <laughs> and, the gra- and the graphics, and the gameplay, and then somebody replied.
0: Yeah, I was. A, then... I, I was. I was going to put that that exchange in the show notes, so you don't have to read the whole thing.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness! Somebody replied, and I went, "Oh my goodness! I don't know this person. This person probably doesn't know me. They've probably seen the kind of the trailer stuff through. They're probably a." a very decent upstanding member of the community and were genuinely answering, well, can I just ask what aspects of the gameplay that you were going to kind of
0: you'd like to change? Yeah, because, because they started <laughs> off with, I don't want to poke the hornet's nest.
2: <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. And I was thinking, well, I could give them the answer. I would. I mean, if it had been you, Brian, I would have went, well, you know, they could add some gameplay. Um, <laughs> you know, but then I thought I had to really think really hard. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to actually give a critically, you know, a critical kind of appraisal of what I thought about Bloodborne. And, and you and I kind of went back and it kind of replied to him um, a little bit. And I think, um, do you know what? It kind of, yeah, <laughs> I kind of did reply to him kind of seriously. And then we had a little conversation, which is always nice because he says he's not yeah. played Dark Souls. Um, not played Dark Souls. Let me just find it. Let me just find it. It was um, Koo Kagura. <clears throat> Ku Kagero, yeah. Um, they've only got, they've not got that many followers, bless them. Um well, follow them, Richard. I did follow them. they just put them on blast. I didn't put them on blast either. Nice little person. <laughs> Everybody follow this guy, women because they're really, really nice. But they asked a the question, and I said they should remaster it. And then he says, I don't mean to poke the hornet's nest, uh, but what I expect of the gameplay. And I had to think about this and say, it's interesting because the first Soulsborne game, I felt you had to click with. I didn't enjoy the first part of the game at all. But once I did though, it's wonderful that it demands an immediate second playthrough. I don't think the game prepares you for gas going at all. And I mean, we had this like lovely little conversation kind of going on and I c I couldn't just turn around and I had to kinda of like fully get into it. I think the frame rates rubbish and
0: blood.
1: Oh, I was just
2: like, Oh, I felt so absolutely so bad about it. No, I didn't feel bad about it, but I thought, you know, I could be, you know, I could be my normal self. And, but then that would be unfair because then that person would be like, oh, what are you doing that? Why are you being nasty about me? And it's like they were—they said they hadn't played Dark Souls before. So I'd like them to go ahead and play Dark Souls if they really feel they they have to, um, basically, um, which is fine. So there you go. Mm hmm. Me being serious for two minutes and that's it. So there's there's only one thing to do, which is to send. Um, well, if um, if Brian, if you want to continue with the next um, the next comment, well, I yeah. send something to Brian.
0: Uh, this is uh, this is from someone whose name I will not read on this podcast. Uh, at Lost Panda, I'm not going to read her display name. Uh, she says, "Just give me unproblematic gaze and games. Is that too much?" <laughs> uh no absolutely not it's not too much Nick. um but that's i mean tracer's an unproblematic gay right yeah i think so i don't even know what, what that means
3: <laughs> 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 i hope you get your wishes nicky me too so do i yeah is
2: she going for kind of genji pro at the moment then or what she yeah doing? She,
0: she's trying to she's trying to become a pro genji
2: I uh, just got to listen to her. On the, she talks on the Salt Report about that as she goes on. It's quite... <laughs> it's,
3: it's very quite funny. Fun. It's
1: quite interesting. <laughs> uh, All
3: right, Vader, what does
0: uh, Jonathan say? Uh,
3: Jonathan. Jonathan Finari? Finari?
0: I, didn't, I don't Finari. recognize his name. Is this a new listener?
3: I don't recognize his name oh. either. Welcome. Um, prediction. Doom 2 is announced. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing God of War and Star Wars Game Amy Henning is working on a Star Wars game. Oh, Amy Henning. Whatever her name is. Amy. How do you say the name? Henning.
0: I, yeah. It's, I, I think it's actually Henning with, without, without the third N. But I'm not positive.
3: Oh, okay. But yeah. Um, yes. I could see Doom 2 being announced because yes. it did really well. Can, yeah. The first
0: one was very, very well received.
3: Well, it, it seemed like beforehand, it came, before it came out, people were kind of like, uh, not so sure. And then it came out and was like, oh, this is good.
0: Yeah. Well, that's so, because like before the game came out, like the, uh, the like multiplayer tests that they were doing and then the, uh, like the, the betas and stuff that were coming out and all the previews uh, didn't seem very positive. And then all of a sudden the game came out and everybody was like, holy shit, this game is actually awesome.
3: Yeah. What happened to... Wasn't Doom... Weren't they doing some kind of forge thing
0: where you could make your own levels? I think it, that might still be in the game. I'm not sure though. I think it's just like a multiplayer thing though, isn't it? I don't know. Cause
3: I remember them making such a big deal about it beforehand. And that's what people were like, eh, not so sure. Um, but now I haven't heard anything, anyone talk about those. Cause they made like a whole fancy engine or something around it, and they? Where it was like easy to make your own levels.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's like they like snap together or something. It might actually be called like snap map or something like that. Yeah. That sounds
3: about right. And see, I kind of like that idea because I remember back in the day, like, my neighbor, he would um, mod, like, the old Wolfensteins and the old Doom, like, go into, like, changing, like, turn all the dogs from Wolfenstein to um, facehuggers and made a whole, like, Aliens map, like, a map editor. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like the idea of it, but, yeah. It's funny that it hasn't really – we haven't seen anything from it. But, um, Yeah. And God of War, for sure. I'm keen to see that. I want to play Bearded Kratos.
0: Yeah, yeah. Neat. got to play Dark Souls, God of War. Um, and yeah, and also, like, whatever Star Wars game uh, <laughs> comes out, I will be excited about, let's be honest. It's almost yeah, it's like true. you do some kind of podcast on it. <laughs> it's almost like that. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what does is, what is the Amazing ba- Baron Badger say? The Amazing Baron Badger, Ninja Badger 7,
2: says, Bayonetta 3 would make me a happy badger oh and Bloodborne 2 because more Bloodborne makes the world a better place um,
1: Bayonetta 3 yeah,
2: three. I can see that I can see that because they're very mechanically they're absolutely fantastic games um, <clears throat> and again there's something that I have got sitting on the Wii U so, um, but it's the disc version so it means the little man doesn't have access to them which is probably <laughs> a good probably, a probably good for the best thing. probably a good thing um bloodborne 2 because more bloodborne makes the world a better place uh i've already raised my points on this yes that would be yep. fine as long as they took it out of yarn yep Pretty give
0: much. us give us old west bloodborne <laughs> yes G- jeremy's been that drum for a while and i fully agree i think it would be am- yeah. amazing
2: yeah give me um yeah give me give me anywhere else except where it was before and that would be absolutely fantastic it'd be really 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 kind of up for for that kind of thing
3: um yes do you know know what would be fun because we're getting all the same styled games what if like from software did a completely different genre but based on like where some of these great ones come from because like that virtually aliens from another planet universe whatever dimension give us a game that's mm -hmm. completely out of like left field that's based in like yeah, where the great ones come Where cost comes from. How That would be kind of
0: cool.
2: Yeah, I think the, the only thing they have to watch out with that is the, the surge has kind of set the bar on that and they, they'd have to really match <laughs> that.
0: He says as someone who hasn't even played that game yet. I haven't. I'm, I'm waiting until it reaches a reasonable price. Well, listen, if it's so good, why wouldn't you want to pay full price for it? Because paying... Um, because paying... It's because <laughs> <laughs> pay, paying...
2: Like Paying any any huge amounts of money for a video game nowadays—it just doesn't sit right with yeah. me. It's yeah,
1: gone it's all on of as cardboard. cardboard.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cardboard's different, you know. And that's a completely different thing. Um,
0: okay, Brian, I've sent you
2: something on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, I will watch that after after the podcast, <laughs> or perhaps as so we're doing it, right
2: I'll watch it. Um, yeah. Um, so I mean. Um, yeah so we have so,
0: now yeah, got... so uh John Gamble uh at 99 mm-hmm. dexterity uh mm-hmm. says uh Bloodborne 2 ideally in a better world perhaps Dark Souls or Demon Souls Remaster Bane the 3 would be hype <laughs> I feel like I feel like our listeners share the same opinions as us guys <laughs> I think <laughs> I think some and, of them, them with almost each other.
2: do I think 66% of them have the same opinions you know uh, <laughs> um as as yes. us. um
0: Dark Souls Remaster. Ooh, um, yeah. I, if if Sony came out and said, by the way you're getting Dark Souls and Demon Souls on one disc or whatever, uh, just off for the PS4, like uh, my life would just be over. Just being able imagine... to play play Dark Souls PvP with people on the PS4. Could
2: you imagine anyway. if? Could you imagine if Nintendo walked out? Um, if From Software walked out at E3. And just held up a switch and then pressed the on button. <laughs> and, and Dark Souls pre- was playing? Press the, vo- press the button and Dark Souls uh, playing. I couldn't could even you imagine. Horrible Dark Souls. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Just stop. Think about that. <laughs> Me- you get Miyazaki walking and out on stage.
3: Souls goes across the screen. And
2: it doesn't. <laughs> they don't even stop it. They don't even stop it yet. He goes over, and there's a Bamco guy standing there with him, with a big, huge um, Dark Souls burger. And Miyazaki punches him right in the face and drops him to the ground. He turns. He turns around. Right, reaches into his jacket, pulls out a switch, and then the screen up behind him lights up, and it says From Software, and then it flicks to Nintendo. And then it flicks to Dark Souls. And then it flicks to, and then Dark Souls moves up. And then under, underneath it says Demon Souls. And then that moves up and it says Lords of the Fallen. And, every, <laughs> and he just reaches out and he just drops the switch and then he just walks off. And everybody just loses their mind. And they start chanting, Lords of the Fallen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep that's definitely what people would be chanting
2: that's what i, that's what I you was I,
0: I, I was just waiting for you to say and then and then dark souls moves up and it says dark souls 3 for real this time i know if dark souls 3 we only kidding saws <laughs> dark souls 3 but like a
2: good one this time <laughs> that's not true because i like dark souls 3 well i'm so very I. sorry for your Bad taste. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have okay? We have yes, Vader.
0: Um, what is uh, Vader. what is Josh time to say?
3: Josh, uh, he, he snuck
0: in and added something to the notes.
3: Oh, nice. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. I was thinking, yeah, which Josh is this? Uh, <laughs> E3 prediction Bloodborne 2 announced by playing Jake's. Bloodborne album in its entirety, boom. <laughs> I agree. Yes. That would be amazing. Shout out to Jake Lionhart. <laughs> yes. Uh he's got a Bloodborne album out. Go support him. Download. Give throw him some cash if you can. Um he puts a lot of love and time into these things and he does a, a stellar job. He does. Uh, use the word yeah, stellar that's uh, what the word Josh's word would use.
0: You can you can get that album at JakeLionheart.bandcamp.com. There you go. And there we will go. put that in the show notes um and last thing we've got
2: time rexia and metamore at frothy ham he says the last gar oops (laughs) never mind (laughs) how about an actual god honest new metroid game for the switch as long as it's not a metroid prime game i agree i love metroid prime
1: they're very good
2: they're very very good i really like metroid playing but i do agree with you if they did something beautiful with a super metroid type game then that's absolutely it would also be nice if they actually did maybe remaster the last guardian and fix
0: the fact it's a terrible game to play (laughs) you know i never did i never did buy that game so i don't have any opinions on it i've read some people that say oh the
2: emotional journey is so good I've had somebody else going, Yeah but it's no use if you Every time you tap the left, straight, left stick You jump off a cliff
3: <laughs> well, my, my main um, knowledge of the, the Last Guardian Is Cliff being really really angry And then at the end saying Complete turnaround, love the game
1: <laughs> Once he finished uh, it yeah. That's uh, only...
3: yeah
2: I don't know I don't know, we shall see We shall see um. Yeah. So I guess thank you for all the listener questions. Yes.
0: Yeah. Thank you for replying, everyone.
2: Yes. It's always thank much appreciated, including it. you, Richard. You're always welcome. Remember that you can always, if you ever want to ask questions for the next episode, we'll always release a question. And make sure you jump on the bandwagon and, and get them out. We always try and release the question at least three days before the uh, recording of the episode. Um, so keep an eye out. Make sure you're following us on Twitter to keep an eye out. And, and uh, if you ask a question, you'll always get a mention on the show because that's what we like to do for our
0: fan base. That's true. Richard, Richard, where, yeah, where, where, where can they, they mention us on Twitter?
2: Um, they can find us at um, Dark Insight Pod. Um, oh, you can on. also go to Dark uh, you can also go to darkinsight.net, which is worthwhile going, not just going for the episodes, but you can also find there's regular kind of reviews and thought pieces uh, written up by various different members of the team. And there's even that um, aforesaid mentioned Demon Souls review that or thought, think piece that was written up by my good self. But remember, if you have liked um, what you hear tonight, what you've heard tonight, um, we um we obviously appreciate any kind of spreading of the word. So if you think somebody would like listening to the show, then point us in our direction. Um, if you like us that much and you like us, want to even give us a little virtual hug, um, if you nip over to Apple Podcasts and if you search for Dark Insight, you will find us there. Feel free to drop us um, a review. Um, five stars is always good. Um 10 stars is always better, but I don't think you can do that. Um, and anything along those lines, drop a subscription, drop a like, drop a subscribe um, on your normal kind of podcast catcher as well. If you want to email us, um, is it still darkinsight at gmail.com or do we have a podcast pods at darkinsight.net? Is that running as well? Uh,
3: yeah, we've got, we've got a branded one. We've got uh, podcasts at darkinside.net or the gmail one either one
2: either one either one will get through um any comments we're always interested in feedbacks we're always interested in talking points as well if there's any questions that you want to ask us just get in contact reach out to us and have a chat um anything else (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> where
0: where can people find uh, us personally on Twitter Richard
2: Um you can find um well if you like your um if you like your gentleman kind of Antipodean and from the south side of the equator then you can go and uh, follow Mr. Vader Van Odin. And you can pretty much find him on most places if you search for Vader Van Odin. He's Twitter.com, he's Vader Van Odin. On Instagram, he's Vader Van Odin. On YouTube, you'll find the one, Vader Van Odin, where he does some absolutely fantastic videos uh, with his son, Odin. Varying from everything from Lego Dimensions to the Lightseekers that we've been discussing on the show this evening. Um, if you want to keep up with Mr. Brian Wade, he is on Wade Brian R on Twitter, which is the main place that you can find him. But Brian himself, um, while he's now a regular, um, kind of. Guest host on the show, and um, when I'm not <laughs> here, uh, he also does a rather excellent podcast about the expanded universe of the Star Wars. Um, and you can find that on um, well, if you search for expanded universe, but on Twitter, you can find that it's at Luke Cast, which is um, Luke with eight U's, so it's Luke Correct. Cast, so you can find him there. Um, Again, you know, hit him up on Twitter. He is always a good laugh and he's always a kind of a good follow. Um, if you want to, and no, if you want to chase me down the street with a pitchfork and ask, why did they even let him consider coming on this evening? <laughs> um, I, I run a, when I'm not kind of, interrupting other people and taking over their shows, I have my own podcast which is about board games called We Are Not Wizards and you can find me um, two places Uh, Twitter, you can find me We Are Not Wizards Um, if you like your cardboard and if you want to talk about the Dark Souls board game then feel free to hit me up. If you want to come and chase me down the street um, in the Twitter universe with your car um, if you go to Revatar which is R-E-V-A-T AR on Twitter and other such places. Um,
0: and that is, a, that's that's a bit... is
2: definitely a pro follow. <laughs> Everyone should follow Richard. Oh, shush. You're too kind. Um, you'll be saying something different when you see that video. Uh- <laughs> 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 um, is that it, gentlemen? Have we said what we want to say and commented on what we want to do? Um, I think so. Obviously, are we doing an E3? Is there E3 specials coming up over the next couple of Oh, yes.
0: Year, oh, yes. <laughs> we should we should talk about this yes okay really?
3: um yes because okay. I don't know anything um, about it yeah good Shh. uh <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna open up our discord uh, servers uh for chat uh, so you'll find us, us hosts as much as possible as much as we're available during the E3 presentations so if you want to come live chat with with us and others in the community uh, Twitter can get a bit cluttered with all the ads and responses and whatnot. So the discord chat will just be a, a live chat about what's we're seeing and what we're liking, what we're not liking. Um, and yeah, we can all lose our, our minds when they announce Bloodborne too. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, uh, find the link. We'll pin it. I guess we'll try and pin it to the Twitter, uh, our podcast Twitter page. However that works.
0: Yes, we will do that. I'll make sure it gets done.
3: Sweet. I was going to go do it now, but I'll leave it to you now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you were going to do it, go
3: for
0: it. Um, yeah, so come, for come
3: join us. We had a we had a blast last year. We did the same thing. Uh, it was good to just have a private area where we could just chat in our little community.
2: And it's a very friendly community at that. Indeed, yes. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So
0: I guess, uh, I guess that's probably about the end of the show, right? Yes, yeah. I
2: think so. So um we say goodbyes. We do say well, goodbye. So is it is it a goodbye from the wonderful the fan- Mr Vader Van Oden? Yes, it is a goodbye from me. And it's a fan it's a it's a goodbye, a big giant huggy goodbye from the rather magnificent magic man that is Mr. Brian Wade. It is a goodbye from me. And uh <laughs> and it's a goodbye from me. Uh remember. You don't have insight unless it's dark insight. But until (laughs) next time, goodbye.
0: Good job, man. That was uh, that was great. I'm really glad (laughs) that's how this episode wins
1: Can you hear my heart beat? Stop. Stop.
0: Never enough, really. I was kind of—I kind of thought I stepped
3: over the line by just jumping in and taking over. To be honest, yeah, it, was, it was different. It's funny.
1: <laughs> There'll be no more darkness when you believe in yourself. You were unstoppable. Where
0: your destiny lies, dancing on the blade. just set my heart on fire. Don't stop fast now. The moment am cheering it been will die.